What condition was the house in? Horrible condition. My mother was a, a hermit for the last two years. She um, did not go outside and nor would she let anyone in oh. uh, due to COVID. She was terrified. She was 88 years old. Oh, and consequently, she was a heavy, heavy smoker. Consequently, her house became coated in nicotine. This is the plaintiff, Joanne Caudill. She says she hired the defendant to clean her mother's house after she passed away. And the woman did a half-baked job. The walls were filthy. The rugs weren't clean. And she paid her for three days' work and didn't get what she paid for. So she's suing for the return of the $1,500 she paid. This is the defendant, Danny Lee Albright. She says the plaintiff's mother lived like a hermit. She smoked like a chimney, and the walls were caked in yellow, disgusting smoke. And she made it clear there was only so much she could do to clean them. Bottom line, they did a walkthrough together after the three days of cleaning, and the plaintiff paid her in full, and she's not returning a penny. She's accused of not cleaning up. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Cottle, what happened? I hired the defendant to clean my mother's house. How did you hear um, about the defendant's company? I Online. All right, what was the name I, of the company? Partners in Grime. Partners in Grime, very catchy. All right, and what happens? So I called her and I asked her if she had a team of people that could clean a house that had very bad nicotine stains and uh, was very, very dirty, that it was a very hard job to do and asked her if she had a team. She told me that she did. I met her over at my mother's house. Um, Your mother had passed away? Yes. Sorry my to mother hear had that. Passed and, away. Uh, what condition was the house in? Horrible condition. My mother was uh, a hermit for the last two years. She um, did not go outside and nor would she let anyone in oh. uh, due to COVID. She was terrified. She was 88 years old. Oh, geez. And consequently, she was a heavy, heavy smoker. Consequently, her house became coated in nicotine. And so she wouldn't I even step needed... out of the house to, to smoke the cigarettes? Oh, no. Oh, no, absolutely not. Okay. She would not let anybody in. When I called her, she'd say, I'm fine. I have everything I need. Everything's just fine. How, who was doing um, the groceries for her? My sister-in-law would go and get her groceries and bring them back for her and leave them on the back steps, and my mother would put them away. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I Wow, that had to be hard for state. you. I'm sorry that you had to go through that because... Um, it was very hard. Yeah. Very all right, so you hired the defendant to do a top-to-bottom cleaning of uh, a place that needed it very badly. And yes. how much did you agree to pay the defendant? 
Well, at first she she did a walkthrough and she looked at everything and told me that it would be $1,200. And to be honest with you, I said at that time, wow, I expected it to be a lot more than that. Why are you saying that? Why does that come out of your mouth? <laughs> I don't know. So you because say that, that to her and then she raises the price? Next day, yes. Uh, the next day when I met her over here, I was honest with her. I told her that I had found a bed bug in one of the books. And she immediately said, well, in that case, I'm going to have to charge you an extra $200. Okay. Which I agreed to because, you know, it's risky. Hazard pay. So anyway, I gave her uh, a key to the house. Honestly, I was expecting a team of people to come in because it was a huge job. And she knew that from the beginning. Yeah. All right. So she does the job and uh, or she does a job and that job takes how many days? Two and a half days, I believe. I can't quite remember. I, you know, my daughter was in the hospital at the same time. She was in a catastrophic state. Um, went in that way when my mother died. Yeah. And so I was frazzled. How's your daughter? My daughter is great. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah it just doesn't end um, for you. Um, so, oh my okay. God, yeah. Right. So I, I understand you were frazzled, but... She takes two and a half days, and then what do you do? I go over, I come over to my mom's house and um, to inspect and to pay her the rest of the money because I had already paid her half of it up front. And when I got here, it was kind of dark. Um, Why was it dark? Are you saying it was nighttime? It was getting to be nighttime. It was Okay, but there's sunset. lights. I presume Time. there's electricity in the place because how else could she clean? Right. Okay. There was electricity, but... Honestly, I couldn't see the details at the time. And like I said, I was leaving to go back home the next day. Did you and pay her? I was. I did. Did you have any complaints at that time? I did. There was a door that wasn't clean that I asked her other person to wipe off. Okay. Anything else? Um... Not at the time. I didn't notice anything else. Okay. And then, in fact, you gave her a tip, right? Yeah. A hundred bucks. Yeah. When did you become unhappy? So a pipe burst in the basement when I was back home, and it was flooded. Oh. So immediately called the insurance company. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right. So I called the insurance company. And they sent a restoration company over. So they started inspecting everything. My son was with them. He had a flashlight. And he started noticing things with the flashlight and saw that things just were not clean. Wait a second. You had thought they were clean. So what did he see that, that made him think they weren't clean? Okay, so there was a rug that had been moved from the front door to the middle of the floor um, and she took a picture to show me how nice it looked, which it did. But um, my son had moved that rug, and underneath it, the shampooer had not even touched the carpet. There was um, crusty dog poop underneath the dining table that mom's dog died a year before. So that had not been touched. Um, he started looking at the walls and the ceilings and saw dripping areas, or not dripping areas, but just really dirty areas. Yeah, you're talking about the nicotine now, right? You're talking about the yes, nicotine. Yes, I am. But yeah. nicotine is very hard to get out. 
right? It and she is, told you that but... before the job. She told you, I can't guarantee that's going to come out. Yes. Right. The walls, I don't know that you can pin those on her. Let me talk to Ms. Albright. Ms. Albright, you get hired to do this job, and how is it, like, how do you decide what you're going to quote for a place? I guess you look at it and what? Yes, we um, always do a walkthrough before, and our procedure is do a walkthrough afterwards, and I do not get paid until they're happy with their service. Okay. And tell me the condition of this particular place. It was one of the worst worst places that I have done. I've been in service for over two years. The tobacco, um, it was it was just terrible. Um, I told her that these walls, we will get cleaned as much as possible, but the thing is that she's going to do is have to go through the procedure of painting, removing the odors, and stuff like that. We It took three days. While we were there, the bed bug guy came in. He showed he showed me and my husband, that is the um, person that was helping me, because um, it was, we had to move furniture. Um, yeah, tell me about the stuff that you did while you were there. Okay, so we cleaned walls, we moved everything into a bedroom, so we could start in one, because it was such a big project, we wanted to start in one area together, and then move to a next area together. So we moved everything, and being an older lady, they seem to like heavy wood, like back in the day, not like how they make things now. It was very heavy. Okay. And um, we shampooed carpet. We um, dusted everything. What else did we do? Did you have I to? Have you said both. something about junking stuff. What, what did you junk? Yes. There was lots of garbage, things broken. The, this uh, her mother, she went on with the story that she was super sick. She didn't have, she didn't leave the house for two years. Well, she told me the gentleman that was living there for two years with her, and he was a straight meth head, um, and he is very well known around this town for being a bad gentleman. This, since I talked to the bed bug guy, he showed us pictures. Oh, d but you knew before you took the job that there were bed bugs, right? Like that wasn't a surprise to you. Um, she said that there was a, there, she found a dead one. And when the, they came in, they said this house was very infested. And we told her we found multiple bed bugs. And they said that it was not going to be easy cleanup. Okay. So let's look at the pictures that you sent. What is this a picture of that I have? That's haven't? the wall. Okay. That's the wall that is half clean on the right side and not cleaned on the left side. I cleaned it on the right. Okay. Well, she kind of has you here, in Ms. Um, Albright, in terms of that it could be that's, cleaner, right? That looks painted. You think that that's painted? painted? Yes, it is. No, ma'am. And we also. I don't think that looks painted. This is also another picture. And what am I to see here that you sent me? This shows you on the right-hand side where it was not cleaned, on the left-hand side where I cleaned it to show that the right, that it had not been cleaned. And what's your response to that, Ms. Albright? I don't, I have, I don't have a response. Okay. I mean... What is this a picture of, Ms. Albright? Okay, that is um, before and after. Here is a picture of the back of the microwave. 
because yes. one of the things that was said was pull out the, the appliances, clean everything, and put them back. Here's a Correct. picture when she's done cleaning the microwave. So it doesn't look like anybody cleaned the back of the microwave and pulled it out or anything, does it, Ms. Albright? Um, not with the microwave, no, it doesn't. Right. So how long after you'd done the job does she call you and tell you, hey, I changed my mind, I'm unhappy? It was four or five days later, or okay. six days later. All right, and she calls and you our- and she says, on second thought, I, I, I feel like you could have done a better job and I didn't get my money's worth, and what do you tell her? So... I dealt with this almost a month, and I finally told her, she told me to woman up and do something. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this. My policy is 40, 48 hours with complaint. I will come back free and fix it on your time. She told me she didn't want me back in the home. She did more threats. And- okay, I have a question for you. When you say my policy is you have 48 hours, I know it has no bearing in this case because according to you, you were willing to go back, but... When you say your policy is, where's your policy? I went on your website. I don't see it on your website. I tell everybody that. Um, yeah, don't do that. The Make them walkthrough. sign something that says that. Protect yourself. We do you, that now. Yep. This uh, is the yep. first time Nothing we like a this. lawsuit to educate America. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Ms. Caudell, did she in fact offer to come back and clean whatever it is that you had complaints about? She did. When I contacted her to and let her know... And why didn't you let her do that? Because the restoration people were here doing work, and I was out of state. Yes, I know, but I'm that... asking you, if she, you asked her to woman up and do something about it, and she said, okay, I will, I'll, I'll go back there. Why do you say, no, you can't do that, when you just asked her to woman up and do something about it? When I said to woman up and do something about it, it was already after I had told her I didn't want her back. And the reason I didn't want her back is because she was very unprofessional with me and ignored my my text to her and then wouldn't um, say anything of what she would do to remedy the situation. Okay, but then at some back. point she does say, I'll go back and I'll re-clean. Why don't you let her in then? She was just she too rude. You just that. Oh, wait, you, you said she said that, that she offered to go back and you didn't want her back. She offered to come back when the restoration people were here and I told her no. When I came back from Oregon and found this place a mess the way it is, I did not want her back in here. All right, so you didn't I, let I, her go back in there to, to rectify anything that you want and you now want the entire $1,500 repaid back to you. Yes, ma'am. As though no work had happened there because no work happened there so you should get every penny back. No, I'm not saying no work happened. Well, that's exactly what you're saying saying when you're suing for 100% of your money back. You're saying there's no value to anything you did there, so I should get all of my money back. I I guess that is what I'm saying, and I guess I never thought of it like that. Right. She did do some work here, her and her partner. Right. Um, When you say she ignored you, I see your first complaint, uh, and it's dated January 13th. 
where you go into everything that's that's making you unhappy. That is how long after the work was done, Ms. Albright? Yes, we got done on the third. Okay, so we're talking about 10 days later. And then I see her immediately answering you. Can I get back in before you're back or no? Where did she ignore you? Further on down. No, because the restoration companies are doing the work. Then she says the reasonable thing when they're done. I'll check and see when they're finished. Okay. Then on the 29th, I have to say I'm thoroughly disappointed in the work you did not do here. Blah, blah, blah. At this point, I don't want you to come back. When did she ignore you uh, that caused you to say you don't want her to come back? I mean, you've come to court. You, uh, let's, let's see what we have here. You hire somebody. You, you're super happy with the price. You come to inspect. The point of it is an inspection. You inspect, and then you fork over $800. Not, not the $700 that you owe, but I am so happy. Here's a $100 tip. All right? Then off into the sunset, and 10 days later, either your son complains or someone complains, and you decide, oh, my gosh, now I'm not happy, and I need to know what you're going to do about it. Oh, can I go by and fix the problem? No, the restoration people are there. Okay, well, after they leave, okay, I'll let you know when they're finished. Okay, now I'm here. It's now 13 days after that, and I've decided I'm not going to let you in. Tell me what she did wrong. If This is a service that she provided, which you completely put your stamp of approval on by paying the money, and then you complain a month later, which she says is against her policy, but she's like, I want her happy, so I'll go back. And then you don't let her go back, and then you come to court and you sue for the entire amount back? No. In any cleaning job, there's always more that can be done. But as far as I'm concerned, if it was good enough for you after inspection to give her a tip, it's good enough for me. Verdict in this case for the defendant on the claim. So the plaintiff loses her lawsuit to get all of the money she paid to have her house clean, her mother's house clean, the $1,500. She does not get a penny back. Uh, Ms. Cottle, let me ask you first. You're the plaintiff here. You don't get $1,500 back. What are you thinking right now? What's your reaction to the judge's verdict? Well, obviously, I'm not happy about it. Um, she advertised herself as a professional cleaning company. I don't think that she did a professional job. And... That's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. Yes, you are. But don't you think it's a little unfair to ask for all your money back after they spent three days there cleaning? You didn't see all the evidence. Doesn't matter. They're... They spent three days there, and you approved it and tipped them. Uh, yeah, okay. and there were circumstances in my life going on at that time that um, well, made it so mind. I just, I... you know. Okay, Ms. Albright, let me ask you. The, uh, the plaintiff said she got bed bugs by going into her mother's house. You cleaned there for three days. Did you guys get any bed bugs? No, and I thank goodness because we were not um, suitable for that, and it would have been a bigger case if I brought that to my home with my kids. Yeah, no kidding. And obviously, yes. nicotine is really tough to clean. Uh, anybody, anybody well, who's smoking right now should take that to heart, you know? Yes. Okay, very good. All right, thank you very much. That'll uh, wrap it up for this. Everybody should quit smoking anyway, right? Right, Harvey? Doug, this is an important case. If you rent an apartment or if you're a landlord, you need to inspect everything very carefully uh, before you leave. You need to see what's in front of you. If you don't and then you sue because you didn't see it, you're probably going to lose. How involved were you in your kids' school? 
homeschooling. Were you ever a room mother? Did you go on field trips? Oh, okay. Are there are there are things I'd like to confess to and things I would not like to confess to? So, because uh, the term helicopter mom does yeah, come dive in into my uh, my oh. head. Uh, so yeah, I was very involved and I had the the um, ability to do so because once I left the bench in Miami and right. took this job. Right. Uh, we were taping at the, at the time. We would tape two days out of the week, so I had the rest of the time. And so you I was got to be a room mother. I was a room mother twice, a couple not of years, once. Right? Yeah. So yeah. So I, I I used to participate in a lot of stuff. I went on every trip. If I didn't go, you went. We split some field trips. Right. right? I mean, I right. think I did uh, St. Augustine and. Right. You did Washington once or something, and then so, I did it another. No. Yeah, I took the good ones. Williamsburg. I took the good ones. I took Williamsburg. Williamsburg. <laughs> no, I did Williamsburg. We too. both did different yeah. kids. Different so, kids. So, right. but like, uh, I was. My parents didn't look at anything I did. Right. Ever. Right. Ever. Right. Ever. This no, was, was not no their job. Reading. There was no, there was proof no reading proofreading. Their, their attitude was sink or swim. We didn't exactly do that. Our generation no. didn't do that. No, my and parents really weren't doing that kind of stuff for me either. But it's, it's funny, you know, you, it's kind of a blessing and a curse to have a job that's 2,000 miles away from your home. Because on the one hand, you did have those opportunities that a lot of other working moms maybe can't do. Working parents can't do to get in and be a room mother and spend that much time. But on the other hand, you miss some I things. miss some stuff that you missed stuff heart. that yeah. you're 2,000 miles away and you couldn't be there for right. this recital, this concert, this play. And you know, right. I went right. and I, I tried to video. You tried to video, but that was back when we were using video cameras. Yeah. And we Half the time I'd have my thumb over the lens or yes, something. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or you're, you're watching the kid and the camera's facing the baseboard right. and you're like, oh, darn, again? You know? <laughs> oh, well. This is the plaintiff, Sunday Hollis. She says she hired the defendant to install security cameras at her house, and the guy's a scammer who kept adding money to the cost of the job. That's right. She's not about to be ripped off by the likes of this guy. He was basically stealing money from her by jacking up the price of things once he started the work. And she's here suing him for the $855 she's owed. This is the defendant, Andre. He says the plaintiff kept adding additional work, and he ordered the parts for her. Then she changed her mind and started whittling the work down. She also started making passes at him, but he rebuffed them to keep things professional. That's when she started demanding he give her a refund for the whole job. He just wants to be done with this lady for good and isn't giving her any money back. He's accused of not being interested. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that she hired the defendant to put security cameras all around her house, says the guy scammed her, did a terrible job. But the defendant says the woman kept changing her mind about what she wanted. He ordered all the parts for her. She's not refunding anything. It's the case of a burglar's dream. Thank you, Douglas. You okay. Ms. Hollis, you are suing your former handyman, Mr. Andre, for $855. You feel he owes you. Tell me why. Okay. So I, I came to know Andre from someone that knows us mutually. Okay. Someone and who recommended person, him? Right. Okay. So that person was telling me, well, I know someone that can do the work that you want to have done around your house. I said, okay, cool. And I said, initially, I wanted... Four security cameras put around my house, one on each side of the house. 
right? So he said, yeah, I can do that. I said, okay, fine. So I asked him, how much was he going to charge me? He said, $85 per camera. Okay, cool. So when he came out to start the work, he told me, I need to go buy materials. I said, okay. He said, give me $150 for that. I zilled him $150 for materials, right? What were he the said, materials? He told me that since since the cameras had to be hardwired, he, he needed to buy the wiring. Okay. That's all he said to me was wiring. All he right. didn't say anything else. So he came back with the parts and he goes, do you have a ladder? And I go, yeah. And so he says, well, how tall is it? I said, I'll show it to you. Showed him the ladder. He, oh, I need a, a taller ladder than this. And I said, well, I have no way to transport a taller ladder here. So he says, well, um, I can go to Home Depot because they have some that can unfold and refold and all this kind of stuff. And they'll get longer and longer and longer. And, and I can get that. And I said, OK, fine. So he went to Home Depot. Wait, who was going to pay for that? Me. OK, so you agreed to pay for that? I agreed to pay for that. Oh, but because then you'd keep, you'd, you'd keep the ladder then. Right. I oh, was okay. going to keep the okay. ladder. Okay. Right. So go on. So he does the cameras. He puts the cameras up. And so he goes, well, I don't um, start the cameras, you know, to position them and all that kind of stuff. You have to do that yourself. I was Wait, like, to position them or to, to put in the SIM card and get it going? That part. Oh, Yeah, okay. that part. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I said, no problem. I'll, I'll take care of that. I also asked him to put a, a flagpole on the front of the house. It was just a flagpole. He goes, okay, fine. How much? $20. Cool. Go ahead. Do that. So I said, there are some other things I would like to have done around the house. I said, and since you put the camera over the driveway, I said, I really would like to have one that's going to show over my porch because I get a lot of deliveries, Amazon deliveries. He says, yeah. I go, okay, fine. So I said, I also want to change my front door lock and things like, just other things I wanted in the house, chandeliers put up, things like that, in my closet, whatever. Faucets changed, says, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so he goes, okay, well, I don't mind. I could do all of that. He goes, write down a list of things that you want me to do, and then I'll give you a invoice as to what it's going to cost you. Cool, fine. So I was talking to one of my brothers, and I was telling him all the things that I was going to have Andre do. And he's like, Sunday, do not need nobody to do your faucets. You can do that yourself. Really? And I go, no, I can't. Right. And he goes, so he goes, come on, we, I'm going to FaceTime you because my brother is a contractor, licensed. So my brother, we're on FaceTime. We find out that the faucets are too big to go into the existing hole. But that was one of the things that was mentioned on the list of things that I wanted him to do. Right. Okay. So when um, my brother goes, Sunday, you do not need somebody to level out your dishwasher that's nothing, you know, so take that off the list. I go, okay. So those are the things that I was taking off of the list, and I told Andre of those reasons. All right, so at some point you take out a bunch of things that your brother convinces you he's going to FaceTime you through, and, mm -hmm. and then what happens? You arrive at a set number of things, and you give him a deposit, right? Correct. And Correct. Then, okay, and that set number of things was what? It was going to be the um, camera over the porch. Uh-huh. And it was going to be um, the chandelier in my bedroom. Okay. There was going to be two chandeliers in my closet. Okay. And then there was another chandelier downstairs. Okay. Okay. 
That's right. the sum total of the work that you were going to have done by him. Right. Instead of having all the, the other stuff. Some, so fine. So now right. that's your deal with him. And it comes out to how much? Okay, so this was it. It was, it was, he still, after I told him, I don't need you to put the faucets in, he still has on his um, invoice three bathroom faucets at $105 each. He has one ceiling fan okay, in the Okay, but after bedroom. you get that straightened out, it, you then come up with, it's a new total of 515 right? This is your text. I have a new total of $515. $180.25 is 35% of said total. He says, no mm -hmm. problems. I'm making sure we're still on for tomorrow. Cash app would be fine. I just cash apped you. Then I've changed my mind. You change your mind again about the wall sconces. And then you show the lights for the master mm -hmm. bathroom. They're so small, I'm going to return these. All right, so she sends you $180, and uh -huh. you're going to do the job. What happens? What do you do with that $180? I went to go get the wiring for the um, porch light, I mean, porch camera. I bought a ceiling box to hold the uh, the ceiling fan, a security uh, box for it. Okay, whatever it is you bought, you it's have no receipt for, yeah. so you can't prove to me you bought it? No, ma'am, I do not. Let's go over what the lawsuit is. Um, Ms. Hollis is mm -hmm. suing you. $150 refund of monies paid for parts in the first job. Why should I order him to refund that to you, Ms. Hollis, if he said, either way, whether it's your version or his version, let's go with yours, the parts will be $150, and you say, okay, why, do, why should I order him to, re to refund the parts? You agreed to it. Right. I paid for the parts. And if there's anything left over from those parts that I paid for, I should have them. Did you ask he for them? Did not say, yes, I did. I asked him. I said, "Are these my? Are these going to be mine? These things here in the bag? We're in the garage." And he goes, "Oh no, that's my stuff." And I go, "Oh." He didn't give me anything that he supposedly bought. He did not give me. I mean, he gives you. I, I understand. He gives you a price. It's not like you said, "Hey, I'll pay you ten bucks for your or fifty bucks for your troubles." You go to Home Depot, give me the receipt, and I'll pay for the items on the receipt. Like it's not that wasn't the deal you struck. He just said 150. You said okay. So I, I'm. That's your contract. I enforce your contract. I'm not going to order him to return that. The twenty dollars no, for the that, flag that mount. Was... The twenty dollars for the flag mount. What happened with the flag mount? He he. When he put the flag mount up. He used drywall screws on a stucco home. Okay. That was the wrong kind of screw to use. And he didn't back it with silicone. So therefore the flag fell off. Okay. And there's no silicone to keep water coming in and damaging the house. Okay. And I showed you a picture of those. Right. All right. I get that. Now $25 monies for, to repair the security camera. Why? What happened to the security camera? One of the security cameras that he mounted, he stripped the screw that you need to go into to set it, the uh, recording chip or whatever it is. In order to get into there, there's a little two screws that you have to open up. Well, in his mounting of them, he's, he stripped the screw. How, but he, so he can, you can only strip a screw if you're opening something. Exactly. Why and is he was, opening up? If he's if he's not responsible for programming any of this, then why is he opening up the SIM card uh, container? Exactly. But well, no, he, he wouldn't be. That's why I'm not understanding. Okay, that's that's what I'm trying to explain to you. Before he told me he wasn't gonna uh, start Program the SIM it. cards and all that stuff, he said that after he came down, he goes, "I don't do that," and I was like, 
Oh, okay. No, I know. So how so, could he have stripped the screw? Because he tried to he tried to get the SIM card out of it. What? Okay. What happened there, Mr. Andre? Okay. When I install security cameras or ring ring uh, programs, I do not even touch the compartment where the SIM cards are. I never even touch those screws. Okay. Now, according to you, you think that what's going on here is that she's sweet on you. Tell me about that. Well, the the odd hour phone calls, uh, sending me text messages talking about she misses my voice. But that wouldn't be a reason to lower the amount of work. That would be a reason to give you more work. Well, when it when everything came down to, well, just come up here to install two lights over the vanity, which only came up to $25 each because I'm just replacing lights there. Yeah, but she had also mentioned some chandeliers too, right? Yes, in the last one. But then the last conversation we had, she just wanted me to do the vanity lights. That was the last conversation for free. after the estimates that she had brought down. So at that point, it was... Not worth it. Yeah. She's a, she's an hour, 15, hour and a half minutes away from me. Right. And... It, just in gas, it wouldn't even be worth it to go up there for $50. So then I had informed her, well, let me check with some of my other customers that I have in that area to see if I can schedule you after them. But she wants you to return the $180 because, well, the reason is every time you talk to your brother, he tells you it's something you can do, which is fine. It's just that she wants you to refund her deposit of 180 because in the end, you mm -hmm. didn't do any of that work. And what's your defense mm -hmm. to that? It kept changing the times, and then it, it just became, well, basically kept changing the scope of the work and whittled it all the way down to, basically, I would have went up there and owed her money. Okay, first of all, I found the text you're talking about. Did you or your grandson use the tub yet? Yes, he did the same night. I haven't. Well, what's taking you so long? You say, I, I like, like hearing like your voice. voice. Texting is not my favorite. Is that you saying that, or is that her saying that? That's her saying that. Holla when you miss me. Was that also you, holla when you miss me? That was me. Why are you saying holla when you miss me to your contractor? He went on a fishing trip. Okay. Okay. And he said um, he's going to be getting some kind of fish. And we talked about different kinds of fish in the sea and where he's fished before and how fishing is such a hobby of his and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, holla when you miss me. That's all that was. We talked okay. about the fact he was going to be going to Hawaii. Let's talk about, like, okay, oh, okay, let's li listen, 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 listen. She thinks that you should return the 180 because mm -hmm. you didn't spend any money on supplies since she hasn't seen any any receipts, uh -huh. she said to you, look, uh -huh. if you did spend money on supplies, just give me the supplies and the receipt and I'll return them and that way I'll be made uh -huh. whole. Because you at some point say, I'm not driving over there for just this little job, right? You say that. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so if you're not driving over there for just this little job, why are you keeping the 180? If she said, well, he's got to do the job and you say, no, 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 that's not what we discussed. I was supposed to get more money and do the whole job. You can't just change a contract. I get that. But why should you be able to keep her 180 as a handyman for jobs that, you know, she ends up not doing with you because you don't want to do them because they're not worth you doing? 
I agree. I, yeah, I, I think you should return the 180. Return the 180. And mm -hmm. uh, I also think the $20 for the flagpole that fell out. I'd like to understand the $480 money for lost wages. And so you want $480 because that's the time it took you to put together your case or something? Yes, because I was not available for two people that I care for, two family members that I care for. I was not available for either of them for me to go and file their case. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, that's not a compensable expense. I am going to order him to return the 180 You uh, and the I 20 for... No, we're done. And the 20 for the flagpole for a total judgment in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $200, and we're done. Thank you. Okay, don't touch that dial, because after the commercials, Doug's going to be in the hallway talking to the litigants, and Judge Millian is going to have a chat with her husband, John. Does someone owe you money and you can't get them to pay it back? Contact us at peoplescourt.com and hit Submit Your Case. So the plaintiff prevails, but not to the tune she hoped she would. She wanted $855. She's only getting $200. There's a big difference. Uh, Ms. Hollis, what's your reaction to what the judge just decided? I was made whole. Yeah, but you wanted $800, you know? I was made whole. So you're okay? I'm fine. I was made whole for what I, he, he had of my money. So that's good. Well, thank you. Okay, okay congratulations. All right. Okay, thank All right, you. Andre. You got to give her two hundred bucks. I guess you probably feel that's uh, that's a lot better than eight hundred, huh? Well, yes. Um, still the, the flagpole thing, but I'm not going to worry about that. But yeah, it's a lot better Should than eight hundred and something dollars for frivolous charges. Yeah, no, absolutely about that. You said you're glad she's out of your life. That's it. If she calls you back, are you going to go back, or you can say I'm busy? Oh no, oh no. I'm, I'm planning on actually moving out of the state soon, so. You will be not available, right? Not available. <laughs> Nowhere near available. Okay. Very good. Congratulations. And Harvey, what are you thinking? Doug, this is a good example where you have to nail down all the specifics of a contract before the work begins. If you don't, you're going to get in trouble. I bought a home, and after looking over the survey, I can see that the neighbors behind me have a garden on my property. <laughs> what steps can I take so I can correct that fence line and regain that area? Oy, um, well, I would suggest that the first step you take mm -hmm. is that you knock on the door of your neighbor, introduce yourself, and right. explain it. Explain the little problem. Show them this survey. This happens more often than people yeah. think. So uh, step one would be to go ahead and speak to the neighbors and right. see if they will voluntarily remove their uh, garden. But step two is that you can take, it, it's your property, you can take legal action and have a judge right. Uh, issue a declaratory judgment, right. which basically is, hey, we've got a dispute. I don't know who's right. I don't want to do anything right. untoward. So, judge, tell me which Straighten of us is right. Out. Straighten exactly. this out for us so that I'm, I'm totally on right. the up and up. Judges hate those, but they have to No, they're them. great. I love them because I, I felt like, okay, good. This is how it should be done before people start of ripping course. gardens out and, and then fist right. fighting. And right. that person may have a different survey, and, right. and you know, then it's and the, the survey says. Is, and the reality is, uh, under rules of adverse possession, which are either statutory or common law rules, in every state, after a period of time, it might be 15 years, might be 20, of depending on your state or something else, you could lose the property altogether. Right. And it, could have, it could become the property of your of neighbor. Of the other person. So right. that may have already happened, or you have a legitimate desire for that not to happen. That's going to do it for us now, and we will see you for the next session of the People's Court.